Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram sarcastic.aa.book. Check out my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com. To get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle. I don't know what you're doing. But here we are, you and me. I'm glad for that. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's right here, mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. You know, I just want to start talking about it right away. You know, it's just, it's not easy being sexy. You know that, right? I mean, I mean, it's not easy being the sexy. It's just, it's hard. Just kidding. What I want to talk about is how many times in the first couple years of my sobriety that I just felt hopeless, lost. Terminally unique. Beyond recall. I used to get so depressed. I used to get so scared and so depressed. I was trying so hard, but it was just, it was, I've talked about it on here many times. I don't know how I made it through, to be honest. Looking back, I mean, I just, I was so, I was so scared. I was so afraid of people being judged and what people were thinking. And the biggest thing I used to think all the time was what if I made too big of a deal about my drinking and this is all just stupid waste of time. I mean, I tried to quit drinking for years. I drank every single day. I answered 18 out of 20 yeses on that 20 questions thing, whether or not you're an alcoholic. I got arrested t- three times in two accidents. In the first two weeks, I, I got a car. I had holes in the pockets of all of my leather jackets so I could hide bottles 
throughout my whole person. I had alcohol hidden outside, behind a motorhome, in the trees, buried. I drove in blackouts. I drank myself to death, flatlined. I got evicted. I got in fights. I got But I would still say to myself, maybe I made too big of a deal out of my drinking. I blacked out one time and woke up, came out of the blackout like 400 miles, 500 miles away. And I'm, I, was, I would still be thinking, maybe I just, maybe I made too big of a deal out of this and this is all just stupid. And I'm just, this is a waste of time. I mean, I almost gave up so many times. Or it feels like I did, because I wanted to, because I was so scared. And all these people in AA, they were they were they were weird. They were weird, man. <laughs> I was the youngest one around. Um, a lot of them were scary a lot of them I didn't trust a lot of them I just thought were totally full of shit you know I didn't come to AA and think yeah I'm home man this is great came to AA and I was like oh my god look at this place I don't I don't know what I'm doing. But I... I made it. Through a lot of that. So hard. I thought I was going to die alone. I thought I would always be alone. That was a big thing. That was a big thing. I was in some kind of physical relationship all the time. And one time I went two weeks and I just was going out of my mind. I mean, I was just so afraid I was going to be alone. So afraid I was never going to find anyone to be with. This felt like such a fraud of a person. And people hurt my feelings all the time. People offended me, annoyed me, pissed me off all the time. I didn't come to AA and just take a big deep breath and say yes. I mean, I had moments like that, but there were a lot of moments where it was just really hard. 
I didn't know who to listen to. For a long time, I did pick a few people I chose to listen to. Sometimes I was wrong about them. Early on, I was listening to people who were just not giving good advice. And I was listening. And thank God I ignored a lot of even worse advice. But the real relief for me, the real relief for me, came at a very specific time. I was in AA. I was desperate. I was struggling. I wanted to drink again. I was planning on drinking again. I didn't want to, but I was going to. And it came at a very specific time. And it came when I had a a very clear message of what is in the book Alcoholics Anonymous shown to me. It was the truth with a capital T. My soul loved it because it checked out. So many things in AA didn't check out. Some people say this, some people say that. You do this, but you do that. You say this, but you say something else. It's just all over the place. You do this, you say this. It's just all tangled up and just my soul knew it. There were a lot of things that didn't add up, and my soul knew it. And when I got a clear message of what is in that big book, then I was like, oh, then I started to feel like, oh, my God. I had been making this so much harder. You know? I heard so much that we're selfish, we're selfish, we're selfish, we're selfish. We have a thinking problem, we have a thinking problem, we have a thinking problem. The big book says very clearly, aside from thoughts about alcohol, you do not have a thinking problem. And if you do, it is not alcoholism. That blew my mind, changed me. Big book says we become less selfish. Big Book comes, says we have to become less selfish and that God can remove selfishness. Big Book says we end up being able to trust our thinking. Big Book says we recover. Big Book says we get restored to sanity. says get out of self it's not about you it was just revolutionary these things and it changed how I did things and my soul loved it I saw examples of people who had I saw people who were not stuck with their selfishness They embodied adherence to spiritual principles in and out of rooms, 
You know, it changed me. But that was when I was two and a half years sober. And before that, it was just... A lot of... And even after that, there was still still hard at times. It took me a while to really give God my life. I used to hear people talk about God, and I just thought it was so weird. It's so weird to talk about God. How do you know? We have some special... You're just stupid. You're delusional. I used to think that consciously. People talk about God. I was like, you're so dumb. There's no God. If there is, how do you know? You're just telling yourself there is. I hadn't had an experience. Eventually, I had an experience where I did not have to manufacture it. It changed me. It changed me. I'm... Sound like one of those ding-dings. I don't want to be a person who ever forgets how hard sobriety can be for a person. We all need each other and we are all in this together. Sobriety can be so hard. But I did continue to seek. I did continue to have open-mindedness. Just enough. Willingness, just enough. And honesty where I was able to persevere those times. And um, start to get on a path where I feel comfortable almost all the time. So, please hang in there if you're having a hard time. Don't give up. Dig deep. You can do it. If you're the person who needed to hear this, your soul knows it. Your soul responds somehow. If not, you're like, I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep listening to this guy. He thinks he's a male model. He thinks he's all deep and profound. He's not. He's kind of a dork. Talking about how hard it is in early sobriety. I'm not having a hard time. At the end of his podcast, he's gets really unfunny. I think I'm going to stop listening to him. But seriously, though. Don't give up. Okay. 
do not know why my life was saved, but I'm going to go try to live life that was worth saving, and I hope you do the same.